Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm very excited to have a long-lost friend, Miss Stephanie Janice, on with us today. Steph, how you doing? Hey, John. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm a little hungover, but life is very good. Can you uh, give a quick introduction to the listeners? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I am a spiritual life coach, and I help you really tap into their authentic power to cultivate self-love and to really step into their passion and purpose and ignite the spark that they may have been missing in their life. So that's the life work that I have uh, embarked on over the last year. And it's been it's been an incredible journey. So yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about life. <laughs> that's, I mean, can't ask for much more than that. Um, so <laughs> I, we've known each other for gee i don't know i don't know 10 years maybe like a, you know eight years like a long time we worked together for like f- five hot minutes uh at this company in the city and yeah so i've been seeing your stuff all over instagram and oh, not instagram on facebook and i was just like wow this is really cool this is another person that i know that's doing something completely different with their life than from what they started so give me a little bit of uh, insight into like what happened over the last year and like how you kind of ended up going down this path yeah, so it's been it's been a long journey. <laughs> I'll say that. So I guess kind of back when when you and I met when I was working in I was working in sales and I I graduated college with the intention of okay, I'm going to get a job that's going to land me the most amount of money and you know, just I don't care what it does. I don't care if I don't like it. <laughs> I just want to make money and you know, that's it. So I started there. And, um, you know, I started realizing what, what would happen was I would achieve these milestones of like what I attributed to be financial success. And I still wasn't happy, right? Mm. Like something missing. There was this void. Rocky, shh. <laughs> Sorry. He well, literally sits on the bed and like barks at himself. For we'll keep that in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I started achieving what I thought was success right and I was still unhappy like there was still something missing inside and you know I I was always a big partier too like I I would party and you know go out and um you know kind of I'd be like working these jobs that I really wasn't happy or fulfilled in and then on the weekends and at night whenever I could I was just out you know drinking and partying and kind of trying to forget how miserable I was Mm. (laughs) and And, um, you know, so finally my journey really started like seven years ago. I gave up drinking and partying altogether. I've been sober completely for seven years. Holy shit. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So on that journey, I started kind of coming into this awareness that, you know, there was more to life that, that meets the eye. Like there was something going on spiritually. Right. And, and I started realizing that was the missing component in my life is that I was, I was always seeking Um, And I was actually seeking some sort of a spiritual connection. So I kind of started off on that journey. And, you know, it took me different places career wise, I I thought maybe I would, I would become some sort of a like a nutritionist or a a naturopathic doctor. That was uh, one of my ambitions for a while. And, you know, I started kind of, I guess, what was happening around the same time was I started getting, I was like falling ill with, with chronic symptoms so I would I was having a lot of like digestive issues brain fog 
really bad fatigue, like weight gain, acne, like just all of these things started happening in my late twenties. And I was like, I'm really not that old. Like, I don't know why this is happening, you know? Cause like at first I was like, well, maybe this is just like getting older. And I was like, no, that can't be right. Like, I'm not really that old. Like I take pretty good care of myself. Like there's no reason why I should be like kind of falling apart. And I started going to doctors and they were all kind of like, oh, you're fine. Like there's nothing wrong. My lab tests are all coming back normal. And I was like, something is wrong. Like this isn't normal. So I, you know, I kind of continued on like, like that for a couple of years. I wasn't getting any answers. I wasn't getting any sort of solution. They were kind of just even like functional doctors and, and naturopathic doctors weren't giving me answers either. They were, they were just, you know, giving me some supplements and I would take the supplements and I wouldn't feel better. And so, you know, I knew that there was something missing in that component. Like there were answers that they didn't have for like chronic illness and conditions. So mm-hmm. started on this path on my own of like healing. And so I completely like shifted my diet. I started doing a lot of like detoxification of my own, but like my body and, and um, I started actually healing my body through food. And I was like, wow, this is amazing because actually one doctor I went to, I, I'll never forget like in his, he had nurse nurses on staff and one of the nurses said to me she was like oh yeah well diet doesn't really matter like when you're trying to yeah. and I was like oh, okay like yeah sure and I would watch them like leave for lunch and they'd go get like Arby's and like no judgment <laughs> but I'm like no no you could judge people who eat at Arby's <laughs> I mean like I was like but it doesn't make sense like we should be able to heal our bodies but like the medical system like doesn't even take that into account like they don't think that food and like health is like related <laughs> and so I started to be like, all right, that's weird. Yeah, red flag. <laughs> I got a diagnosis of Lyme disease, though. So oh, they did. So I was finally like, okay, I have somewhat of an answer of what's going on, even though they weren't really like getting to the bottom of the root cause or, you know, anything like that. So anyway, I went on this healing journey. And what I started to realize was about eight months into doing like serious detoxing protocols where I was like only eating fruit and vegetables, you know very very clean no coffee no alcohol no started healing my body but I kind of hit this wall where I wasn't really like progressing in my healing anymore and what I started to realize was it was my mindset it was my like there was like emotional healing that had to happen where there was like some trauma there was some like just old trapped emotions in my body just from things that happen like as we go through life right like things happen and hardships happen, loss happens, grief happens, you know, we lose like relationships, all of that stuff. Like people, like we get mistreated, right? So that stuff weighs energetically on the body. And so I started realizing like there was a lot of unhealed baggage that I had to start looking at too. Hmm. That aspect of it. And yeah, really the mindset and the emotional piece. And, you know, of course, you know, to be completely candid, I was like hating myself, you know, I was just talking to myself so poorly, like just the negative self-talk, just overly critical and judgmental of myself. Um, You know, the body can't heal like that when, when you're constantly talking to yourself in this negative way, right? Because our cells are constantly listening to everything that we say and the mind is so, so powerful. And so like, for me, it was really important to get that piece correct right so that I could actually start to heal my body so from that 
journey, I started realizing there were so many gaps in the medical industry. There was chronic illness was on the rise. People weren't really getting the answers that they needed. So it was like divinely inspired. I got the intuitive thought to start like a coaching business around helping people heal holistically. And it started off, you know, what I was, I was coaching people with chronic illness and what ended up happening was I started realizing that, you know, people would come to me and they'd be like, well, like I want to just like eat better or, you know, whatever the case is, but it wasn't about just eating better. It was about like building up self-worth in a way that like people loved themselves enough to make self-honoring choices. Um, it was about, you know, freeing themselves from the conditioning of the past of all of these limiting beliefs that they had formed about themselves, about why, you know, they couldn't take care of themselves or why they, they needed to treat themselves a certain way. Right. It really came down to like self-love and, and like healing that relationship with themselves. And, and it wasn't about the food, you mm. know, like I sit there and tell people, yes, this is what you should eat. This is what you should eat. But if they're not like loving themselves enough to actually take those steps and, and stepping out of fear, because there's this fear-based mentality of like, I don't have enough time. It's too expensive. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's fears that come up and it's all because a lot of the times we live in fear. Like it's just constantly this, the decisions that we make, unless you're examining your mind and kind of like reprogramming and reconditioning yourself, like we've been conditioned to run on fear. Wow. So all of the decisions are made based on fear. And so it really, like, what I realized was, you know, from that point, I need to coach people on finding self-love, stepping out of fear, living from a place of faith, you know, reprogramming their mind and their subconscious mind so that they can actually believe in themselves and love themselves enough to heal and then go after the life that they really want to live. Um, you know, because we've, we've been largely conditioned also as a society to think like okay life has to be a certain way right like this is what it should look like but the truth is like it can look any way we want it to like we can literally you know like it's it's as much as you can conceive in your mind like you can achieve Love but that. you know most of us have been conditioned to play so small and then we stay in that place of our comfort zone because we don't want to feel uncomfortable and when we step outside of the comfort zone it's the unknown and that's really really scary right? And really, really uncomfortable. So we retreat back. So my practice now is about helping people find that self-love, helping people to cultivate the belief in themselves to go after what it is that they want in life. And um, I really focus on helping women with all of this. But um, that's kind of the story of how it how it came to be. And it's kind of shifted and evolved. And it's it's from my own experience, which is why it's so like near and dear to me. It's because everything that I've learned I like apply and use myself. Right. And then I, I've realized like, wow, this really has worked for me and helped change my life. So then I, I pass it on to, to other women that I work with. Dude, that's fucking amazing. I mean, you say so many relatable things that I've experienced in like the last two years. Um, namely like, you know, I, I harp on a couple sort of, uh, reoccurring themes on the podcast the one is that like i was very similarly chasing money for the entirety of my 20s like just trying to get the bag and fill a hole that i had inside of me that i didn't know was there that i was trying to fill up with money and stuff and things and shit that didn't matter um but like i had never <clears throat> excuse me 
I never stopped to think if these were things that I didn't want. I was sort of almost conditioned to believe that they were the things that I want. And another thing that I harp on a lot is whether 25-year-old John could have learned the lessons that 35-year-old John has learned and gotten to the place that I'm at now currently sooner. And I've, I've sort of come to the realization that the answer is no, right? It takes trauma. It takes lessons. It takes like all of these like hardships in life to gain like the necessary mindset and understanding of like what's important, right? And at the end of the day, like while money is important, it is not the end all be all thing, right? Happiness, uh, positive mental outlook on life, like health and all the things that go into like a normal life is what's important. And I spent so much time putting a bandaid on trauma that wasn't being fixed. Um, so I fucking love that. I, I, literally everything you just said, because I couldn't possibly agree with it more. Um, when you have these sort of uh, clients that you deal with who have varying degrees of trauma and varying degrees of like issues that they need to work through, do, does that ever weigh on you like after a session? Is it ever something where it's like tough to shake off like when you're they're like trying to go to you for help? Is that something that like sticks with you at all? Well, I I tend to utilize energy clearing practices after clients so that I am not kind of carrying that energy with me because I am sensitive to other people's energy, like their emotions and how they're feeling and it can be heavy. Um, but I think as coaches and, and, you know, people who work one-on-one -on -one in kind of an intimate setting, it's important to be doing those energy clearing techniques, whether or not it, I know he's crazy, being <laughs> sage to clear the room or just kind of, uh, like sometimes I'll just shake, like I'll shake it out <laughs> after, you know, just kind of anything to get my body moving and other times too, like I, I almost like a bubble of light like protecting me and, and keeping my energy uh, and, and the client's energy separate which is important as you know people who do do healing work it's uh necessary to take, take pr protective measures <laughs> yeah no for sure um so your journey started to some degree seven years ago and then in the last year you kind of really um you know, took it on yourself to like start this new business and like create this new life for yourself. What would you say is like one of the top one or two lessons that you've learned about yourself over the last two years, year? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, there's been so many lessons. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see the top one or two lessons. Well, I would say the biggest one that I've learned is you know, like in the last two years, I realized like I was focused so much on like the worst possible outcome. Like whenever I would do something, I'd be like, oh, well, it's going to fail or, mm. you know, like what if this happens? Like what if all of these bad things happen? Right. And then when I had that mindset shift of like, well, what if it goes right? You know, and like started to kind of focus on that and focus on all of the ways that my dreams and aspirations and hopes could go right. Right. And focusing on like keeping that faith and trust that everything is going to work out. Like as long as I believe in myself, that was the biggest lesson. Like, cause basically whatever we believe to be true is true. Like we're that powerful. Yeah. Manifestation. As, yeah. Yeah. So, so if I believe that I'm not worthy enough, that I'm not good enough, that, you know, all of these things are wrong with me, then I'm not going to be able to call in what I truly want, right? Because I'm I'm not like in energetic alignment with that. 
with my like limiting beliefs. So I think the biggest lesson for me was becoming aware of these limiting beliefs and, and working daily to shift them and to stay out of that place of like not allowing those thoughts to control me anymore is a continuing ongoing lesson. Like the work is never really done and more is always revealed, but um, you know, there, there are processes to work through those beliefs as they come up so that we don't, you know, become derailed by them. Because if we allow that script to play in our heads, you know, it, it can prevent us from our true purpose, our passion, our calling. It, you know, it can really prevent us from from stepping out and, and going after the life that we really want to live. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah. So it's funny because like I used to look at all of that manifestation, positive mind bullshit and be like, oh, this is just, you know, hippie yargon mumbo jumbo. But then like when I look at like my journey you know, two years, I, got, I lost my job in the middle of pandemic, full of depression, full of anxiety, no idea who I was, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with my life? Like, the world is literally falling apart at my feet. And like, I have, like, my true only sense of self was the thing that I did for a living, right? The thing that made my income, the thing that, you know, I outwardly projected to the world as the most important identifier of myself. And when that gets taken away, it's like a very, the ground is shifting underneath your feet. And I felt lost. But it was like through understanding the things that were important and learning about myself of the things that I wanted to do with my life, I was able to sort of come to this great realization that I wanted to chase my dreams of being a photographer. And like, I would never have given myself that breath or that opportunity to look at my life and be like, I'm not happy, right? If there was no pandemic, if I didn't lose my job, I'd still be sitting in a cubicle, punching away on a time clock. Un unrealizing any of the dreams that I had in my life because I would never have had the opportunity to ask myself that question. And you said something that was super important earlier. It's like people don't give themselves the space to sort of make these life decisions. We don't, we think it's automatically too hard to go get another degree or start a side business or, or create something for ourselves. Right. But when you actually start manifesting that shit and believing that you can do it, these things happen. I mean, I'm, I'm literally living like my greatest dream right now of getting to like carry a camera with me and make money and earn a living and be so wildly fulfilled. But like two year old John, you know, not two year old, but two years ago, John would have been like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You want to carry a camera around and be a photographer? That's crazy. But it's like, it's just a true testament to that. We have the ability within us to create the life for us that we want. Yeah, I love that. That is so powerful. And it's so true. It's, you know, everything happening for us. That was another really powerful lesson that I learned because in the past I would always like, I would see these, you know, perceived misfortune mishaps, right? Like losing a job or, you know, just something, a relationship ended or something didn't work out the way that I wanted to, whatever that was, I would think of like, I would think of, about it as why is this happening to me? Right. Mm -hmm. Once I had that mental shift of, out of why why is this happening to me and out of this like victim mentality oh yeah into how is this happening for me because everything is always happening for us right even as you you demonstrated with the loss of your job right it allowed you to examine yourself in a way that you would have never examined yourself and now you're living the life that you've always dreamed of and you would have never you know even considered that had you not had the time Right. So it's like in the moment, it could have been perceived as this like misfortune, but it was the like one of the greatest blessings of your life, probably to lose that job now looking back. Right. Completely. It was, yeah. you know, it afforded me, it, it afforded me a breath. Right. Like it afforded me 
while all the calamity that was going on in the world and in my personal life and in, in work that I didn't ever have an opportunity to stop and self-actualize and self like diagnose myself of like what was going on internally. And, you know, through therapy and a lot of amazing work that I've done there, I've been able to just become the best version of myself that like, I, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable in my skin today than I ever was in my entire life. And that's coming from a person who's very confident, very outgoing, very like easygoing in life, right? But I didn't realize that a lot of that outgoingness was at times like a, like a facade, right? It wasn't actually real. Like I didn't actually believe the things that I was saying or doing. And it was just part of this persona that I had created in my head of like, who is John? Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so powerful. I think the pandemic did that for a lot of people. Yeah. Kind of forced us to sit and examine ourselves and our lives and our relationships and what wasn't working. You know, same thing happened to me. I was, I was um, in this job that I wasn't really, you know, happy in. I actually got laid off too right at the start of the pandemic. And I was in a relationship. I was engaged to somebody. I wasn't really oh, happy. Wow. And, you know, lost that job and, same thing. I was able to kind of examine, like, I was like, Oh shit, I am not happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? And I ended up leaving that relationship. Like, and you know, it was, I thought like same thing with being chronically ill. I thought it was the worst thing that ever happened. Blah, blah, blah. Like I was in victim mode over it for so long. And then one day I just woke up and I was like, this was the best thing that ever happened to me. literally like put me on my soul's path like completely picked me up from over here and was like, Nope, you're going here. Mm -hmm. Just like set me on this like healing journey where I've actually like come home to myself. Like I oh, find that, you know, like, and it, it was like, I was just so like disconnected and lost, like from my spirit almost. And, and today, like, I feel like I'm finally like, I found my soul's purpose. I'm like walking that path and you know, it's scary and it's incredibly uncomfortable at times, but I, I, I would, a hundred percent choose that over like, you know, like it's like you have to choose your heart, right? It's like going to, yes, like creating your life, like your dream life is hard. It's scary. It's a lot of unknown, but like, is it scarier to like go and just like clock into a soul sucking job that you hate <laughs> every day and yeah. never have like a, an, like any sort of like other plan for your life? Like that is way scarier to me than <laughs> stepping out the unknown and like I, I mean I completely agree and you know it's it's a it's I think the most unfortunate thing about sort of like how you get to this point in typically I would imagine in your mid-30s you know I'm 36 but it's like I never checked in with myself right like I went to college I got a degree I got a job and I just got on the hamster wheel and never once asked myself like is this what I want to be doing right like is this making me happy like it's certainly making me money but like is am I fulfilled am I doing anything with purpose am I happy am I happy and like I never ever ever stopped to ask myself if I was happy and it's funny when my parents sold their house last year I like found a whole bunch of old journals that I used to write in and I was like man I was not happy and but you would never notice that but by my Facebook by my Instagram by my Twitter like none of these things were like actual real depictions of like the things that I was feeling and it's so so easy to go about like in a, in a social perspective to to pretend that everything's fine and everything's okay when deep down inside you're not and I think when you start having stuff taken away from you like you lose family members a job whatever it might be that's 
really the only opportunity you get to check in with yourself and be like, am I, am I doing what I want? Am I happy? Mm, Absolutely. And that's why these, you know, these experiences are all for us, right? Like the, the low times, once you can start to kind of learn to ride the wave of the, the lows and learn the lessons in those lows and, and realize that it's happening for you, it's an opportunity to step into your power, align with your highest self and your most authentic self at the soul level, then these challenges, you know, don't weigh so heavily, right? Because we know that they're lessons and they're helping us to up level and evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the perspective shift that that changed my life was, you know, understanding that and, and learning to kind of ride with that through through the highs and the lows of life. Oh, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's never in, in the good times that we learn anything, really. You know, it's like I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, yeah. it along, you know, it's always those just those, you know, those low, low times where, you know, we're forced to surrender. And, you know, we just kind of take it from there. Like, it's like, all right, like, all right, this is what's happening right now. Like, I just got to roll with it. I'm going to show up as best I can, learn how to navigate through it and love myself through it and trust that better times are coming. And this is happening for me in some way. And then, you know, when we get to the other side of it, we can always see how it was working out for us. But yeah, I love it. It's all about the those lessons and and integrating those lessons, right? So once we go through those lessons, actually like embodying and integrating the lessons into your life, and that's when you start to see the changes and the shifts. Yeah. You you mentioned when you were talking about healing yourself from like the chronic illness and like you had like the baggage to work about like through mentally, right? Like past traumas, like in relationships or whatever it might have been. Um I, I was always a huge proponent of like quote unquote living life without regret and like I don't regret anything that happens but when I started going to therapy I realized that like these issues that I had when I was younger like whether it was um whether it was a failed relationship or whatever it might have been I like I held on to those things even if I was outwardly saying like I don't live life with regret um my question for you is how do you teach your clients to handle regret and what do you think is a powerful practice for like sort of mitigating those nagging feelings of regret Mm. Well, the first thing I would say is, you know, we hold a lot of regret and shame and guilt around like how we acted, right? A lot of the times or how we didn't act or how we didn't show up. So the first thing I invite them to do is, you know, let go of like those feelings of remorse against yourself or like those feelings of self-hatred for not being the way that you thought that you should be. Because each day we get a new day and a chance to start fresh. So if you're not showing up the way that you want to show up, like, you know, up until today, that's okay because we have today, right? And we can completely shift everything moving forward. So there's that, I think, in that perspective. And then for letting go of guilt and kind of those old energies that aren't serving my clients, I like to do breath work with them. That can be a really powerful tool to let go of trauma, anything energetically that's stored in the body. Um, I've had a lot of really powerful experiences healing the inner child through doing breath work um, and inner child healing as well, kind of going back within. I, I help my clients to access that aspect of themselves because we all have we're very you know multi-dimensional beings um so we have a lot of different aspects of ourselves within and we all still have that like 
inner child that is, uh, has been wounded, you know, through, uh, you know, things that have happened to us in our lives. And, and it's not necessarily oftentimes like even these horrible things, like it can just be like something happened and experienced in your life. Right. Like, so for example, I'll give you an example. So like, I have an older sister who's like very, very ADHD. Like she was just required a lot of attention from my parents. So which is very like energetic, outgoing. And I formulated this from that experience that like I had to be quiet and good in order to be like, it wasn't okay for me to like fully express myself because my parents already had their hands full. So like I wanted to help them out by like kind of, you know, yeah. And so when I realized that, but it's, it's expressing itself later in life by me not wanting to like, fully show up and and share my voice and and be seen out there right so these were some of the beliefs that i had to work through and once you can kind of go back and identify where they come from um so and why i'm kind of sharing about this is because like guilt and shame can be formulated from these experiences from childhood so once you can go back and work with the inner child and kind of reparent the inner child give the inner child what it needed at the time. So whether or not it was like acceptance, encouragement, love, um, kind of reparent yourself in that way and bring in self-compassion and self-love and then start to reframe the belief, right? So it's not like an overnight one and done kind of thing, but bringing in those positive affirmations contrary to that old belief and you start to literally like reprogram the subconscious. And that's why, like you mentioned you know, earlier, when you were like, I felt like I was just like kind of on autopilot. Like I was just doing these things and like, I didn't even know why it's because the mind is so powerful. We, from the ages of like six to 12, the subconscious mind is a sponge and it's soaking up everything from our environment. So we're literally programmed by our parents' beliefs, by society's beliefs, by the beliefs that we form from observing our environment. And then it operates, we operate largely off of that and if it's completely unexamined then you're literally not even running off of your own beliefs it's mm-hmm. like your society yeah. <laughs> so like it's so important to go back and like look at that stuff um so you know the guilt and the shame can be let go of if you go within be willing to look within right because a lot of us are it, it's just again we've been told like just okay it happened like move on right um, so that willingness and courage and strength to kind of go within and look at what's there and make the conscious choice that you're not going to hold on to that anymore and that you're going to release it. So through, you know, these powerful practices like breath work, or I teach also my clients like um, different embodiment tools, helping them to get into their bodies uh, because we're so like up in the logical mind all the time and really like our emotional life lives in our body. So reconnecting with the body is a really powerful way to release emotions as well. So I teach mm. things like movement, nonlinear movement to help kind of, you know, release any of that stagnant energy that might not be serving them anymore. That's awesome. I, uh, I, I had a, uh, I guess, is it, was it subconscious mind coach or an unconscious mind coach? I guess it's sort of the same thing on my podcast uh, a couple months ago, and uh, she deals specifically with that. Um, It's just so wildly interesting to me because I never spent time trying to identify the reasons behind how I was feeling or why I was feeling away until I started going to therapy. And it just unlocks a whole opportunity for people to grow. 
Um, and I, I, my, my, my biggest question, I guess, when it comes to this sort of like coaching practices, is it's not like a one and done thing, right? So you have a session with a client um, and you breathe with them and you work with them. I would imagine it takes multiple sessions. So what what is that sort of uh, pattern like when you identify something that someone's dealing with and like that process of uh, like sort of breaking them through and like what does that breakthrough feel like for you? Yeah, so it depends. Like it's not definitely on a case-by-case basis. Um, but typically what I like to do with clients is work with them for a minimum of one month but I would say the ideal amount of time to really create a transformation would be three months mm-hmm. work together, you know, on a, uh, a weekly basis, you know, once a week for three months. And I take them through the process of transformation that, that I've experienced myself. Right. So it kind of starts off with doing this, this physical and mental detox. So we start off by like, I offer different mindset shifts around fear around you know learning lessons while we're here on on this planet earth right kind of just shifting the the mentality of like okay i'm just here like aimlessly wandering around to earth is a school and you're here to learn lessons for your soul's involvement and everything yeah like everything that is happening like we talked about is for your highest good there is lessons that you need to learn while you're here this is all part of your soul's curriculum so like kind of I like to empower my clients to shift out of like a victim mentality, like into more of like an empowered state. So I'll give them like tools that they can use throughout the day, kind of like alignment techniques and and mindset shifts to like for another another example that I'll use is, you know, when they're doing something, whatever it is throughout the day, whether they're having a sip of water, whether they're, you know, taking a walk outside, whether they're experiencing well, it starts with the the smaller actions of our day, right? I tell them to say to themselves, like, as they're doing this, I'm choosing this. I am choosing this because then you start to see, like, you're choosing every action that you take and <laughs> it takes you out of this, like, oh, things are happening to me. It's like, no, I'm literally choosing this. I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this. And then once they kind of get that down, I'll, I'll take them a bit further and and tie that to okay i'm choosing this thought i'm choosing this emotion right because it's very easy for us to give our power away to like these limiting beliefs these thoughts these emotions that are not serving us so kind of creating that mindset shift and, and helping them to step out of victim and into conscious creator hmm. is something that i i really um had helped me so much so that's that's really important so that's kind of like the first phase of transformation. The second phase is we start to go within and we do this inner child healing. We do the breath work. We do um, divine feminine healing, kind of helping them to rebalance. Because a lot of the times, you know, women in today's society, we're very much living in the masculine and the, the logical and, you know, up in the mind and, you know, do, do, do. And, you know, feminine energy is all about like being and like receiving and enjoying and just you know, flowing and it, it's just not really like conducive <laughs> to today's society. So yeah, helping them to kind of get back into that space. And then the third phase that we go through is self-love and, you know, learning how to find like 
honor your mind, body, and soul, making soul honoring choices, living in alignment with your values, um, and you know, just learning how to care for yourself, right? And so that's the phase, that's phase three. And then phase four, we go deep into manifestation, looking at your self-concept, because it's really, that's that's really what it comes down to, kind of like what we talked about before, is what you believe and feel about yourself is directly correlated with the life that you're going to call in. So if you're dealing with all of this trauma and, you know, unhealed trauma and hurt and baggage from the past that you haven't dealt with, of course, it's like horrible. Um, but that's what's going to like, if you don't, if, if you don't deal and address with that, with those issues, then you're not going to believe that you're worthy. You're not going to believe that you're good enough. And you're going to be calling in these relationships and, you know, situations that are going to be reflecting that back to you. So it's important to do that healing work before you can actually start manifesting in a way that's going to be calling in, you know, a soul aligned life. Right. So that's kind of the, my signature method, I guess, of transformation, um, that I take my clients through and it, it's lovely. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Cause I was very curious on like how a journey like that would start. Cause I know it's taken me, you know, about almost two years now to like be this version of myself. Um, when I look at like sort of what I've been able to accomplish over the last almost two years in photography, um, it's fucking incredible, honestly, and I do so much cool shit, but I think when I've sort of embarked on this new career, I never had sort of a context for how I would measure success, right? So when you worked in sales, success was how much money you made. When I worked in sales, success was how much money I made. And there was very clear indicators on like what success looked like. And now it's a little bit different, right? Because I'm not focused on money. I'm, you know, I need to make enough to live and pay my rent and like pragmatic shit. But the way in which I measure my success has changed dramatically. And to some degrees, I'm still sorting out what that success looks like. What does success look like for you? And how do you measure success um, today? I love that. Well, I am a Capricorn. So I do. (laughs) (laughs) I am like goal oriented. So I have business goals, right? Like I am a business owner. So I have like revenue targets that I'd like to hit, but that's not my primary identifier of success anymore. So my really what success means to me now is can I live a life of spiritual alignment? Can I live a life where, you know, I'm flowing, like I'm trusting something greater than myself, the universe. Um, I am living from a place of joy. I am living from a place of authenticity. I am able to take care of myself while still running a business, while still making time for activities that light my soul on fire and bring me joy. I would say the like kind of one liner around that is like to live a really balanced life full of passion, purpose, and meaning and being of service to the collective consciousness is what success looks like for me now. So nothing um, big at all then. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you know, I want, uh, I want what I do to, to benefit others in some way. And I want to be able to feel happy and fulfilled at the same time. And, and still, while still focusing on my own self development. Right. And yeah. that's one of the, things about being a coach is like I the the better I, mean, I don't say the better but like the more 
information that I learned that like helps me is going to help my clients more. So it's like the more I grow and like the more, like the better it's going to be for them. So it's like, it's just really cool. Uh, I I gotta be honest, that level of like selflessness is like sort of an inspiration to me because I like people who are about building community and like, you know, encouraging the betterment of other people because for 20 years of my life, I didn't give a fuck about anybody but myself. And that's changed a lot as I've gotten older through this podcast and just through the relationships that I have with my friends and family. I'm very, very much focused on I want everyone to be happy, right? Like, and happiness is an incredibly broad term. But like, at the end of the day, if you can check in with yourself and be like, I'm super content and happy right now, I don't think there's anything else that's important in life. Um, So to hear you say that is is super inspiring to me for sure. Um, What inspires you? Ooh. I love that. It inspires me to do the work that I'm doing, honestly. I mean, my greatest inspiration right now is to help women go through these and navigate these really challenging situations um, that they go through. And, you know, especially women that have like a purpose of healing. I'm called like women like that are kind of drawn to me because we go through a a very difficult path and that path is like, we have to walk through a lot of uncomfortable and really challenging situations so that we can help other people through it. So I believe like my soul's mission, like my soul agreed to take on these like very powerful lessons. And I agreed all of this. Right. And so basically in, so that I can help, these other women. So I don't know if that makes sense or not, but yeah. Yeah. Like, so the women that I'm calling in are kind of on that similar path where they're like, they're going through some heavy shit while they're on planet earth. And it's all because they're like this beacon of light that like they're, they're supposed to turn around and help others. Like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, but I feel like that's, that's really what lights me on fire. I mean, what else lights me on fire is, Um, you know, I love, I love being outside in nature. That's like one of my, like just happy places. (laughs) I love my dog. (laughs) Um, but I would say like my, my biggest passion and purpose is, is the business that I'm, I'm creating and just, you know, on that level of, of helping people to recognize their, their true light so that they can shine bright and heal and just be themselves and just be okay with being themselves because you know like i think a lot of us like came up in the world believing that like who we wa- who we are wasn't enough and yeah. that couldn't be from the truth you know we all have these unique gifts and abilities and um you know it's just it's so much more than than what we've been led to believe yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I fucking love that. I think that's beautiful. Um, we were talking about failure before, and like for the longest time in my life, I was like afraid to fail or what that perceived uh, experience would be like to everyone around me except for myself, right? So if I got fired from my job in the pandemic, like that's a unabashed failure, right? Like I failed at the thing that I was doing. Um, and I used to be incredibly fearful of failure, Um, but you know, over the last couple of years, I've been able to find sort of, I don't want to say calm or comfortability in failure, but like in going for the things that I don't necessarily think I could achieve, but not being afraid to fail, right? Like I don't, I no longer have this ingrained 
uh, worry that I'm not going to be successful. I believe I'm going to be. I know that I'm going to be because I have no choice to be. Um, what's, what's your biggest fear? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think we all have that like fear of failure ingrained in us. That is definitely uh, a fear. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say, I think like being an entrepreneur, like it's just a different vibe, right? Like it's not like, oh, I'm getting, I know for sure I'm getting a paycheck every two weeks and it's the same amount and it's, it's always coming in regardless if I work one hour or five hours or 10 hours, like it's always going to be the same, right? Except obviously if you're in sales, but you still will have like that paycheck, right? So I think entrepreneurship has brought into the surface these fears of like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do it, right? But it all comes down to, like you said, that belief and trust in yourself and in the universe, right? So it's that that constant working to shift out of like a scarcity type of a mindset and into like, this is like, I know that I'm going to be okay. I'm being taken care of. I am abundant, you know, and, and, and pairing that mindset with the aligned action, um, is kind of how, like I've worked through that fear in the past. Like, so I'm going to keep that mindset and it's not that I'm not going to do anything for my business, but I'm going to, you know, have that mindset and then take the steps that I need to each day. And if I do that, like I know and trust that I'm going to be okay. Right. And that's kind of like one of the larger fears that I've had to work through in becoming an entrepreneur for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just so funny because like the way that I contextually view my life has changed pretty significantly, um, over time. And, and I, I'm not, I'm not scared of success. I'm not like put off by it. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't live that way anymore. And it's, it's so common for people to live that way. It's like a safe space to be afraid. Right. And I think when you break that mindset, it can be transformative for your career path, your life path, et cetera. Um, when I look at my business from, uh, like a photography perspective, there are like obvious monetary goals and then there are like achievement goals, right? Not like awards or anything, but like who I get to shoot, what I get to shoot for, magazine stuff, etc. So like, I've got like dreams that are like in the process of being manifested and created for myself. Um, I guess with just like life in general, or specifically with your business, what is like your biggest dream? My biggest dream and my vision for myself is to basically have this empire, right, where I'm coaching, I'm creating a lot of courses, like course content and materials, probably kind of stepping away from one-on-one coaching, perhaps doing some group coaching. Um, but I also really envision myself as like a an author, like a best-selling author. Fuck yeah. I envision myself living somewhere in the tropics, kind of living off of the land, growing my own fruits and vegetables. Um, and I also envision putting on these really beautiful, like, luxury retreats where people fly in from all over the world. I fly in all of these different healers, all these different healing modalities, like, you know, energy healing, sound bowls, uh, you know, just flying in all of these different healers, right. Shamans and having this like, like chefs, raw vegan chefs, you know, and having everyone kind of do like a cleanse while they're there, like on a juice, juice and like raw food cleanse. 
and just creating this like really beautiful safe haven for like a week where people can just come and completely unplug you know somewhere obviously like really beautiful and just remote and um where they can come and just get healing and have like a profound transformation so that's kind of the three different pieces that i see myself um you know kind of when i'm looking at like the fullest expression of myself in the future that's what i see that's fucking awesome i mean that's a very clear picture that you've painted for for me that's that's fucking cool I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I like to spend the last bit of every podcast doing sort of like a rapid Q&A. Um, some are super easy. Some are a little bit more in-depth. But I will start with, what is your favorite book? One of the most transformational books for me has been Radical Acceptance, Embracing Your Life with the Heart of a Buddha by Tara Brock. She's amazing. It's all about learning to accept and and love and and bring awareness to your emotional nature instead of trying to push and avoid and reject um and through that process transmuting the emotion and bringing yourself back into a place of presence awareness and open-heartedness and it changed my life it was just i was like oh my gosh this is crazy like oh, awesome. <laughs> so, that's great yeah. Um, yeah what's your favorite food um that's a good question I love right now I'm really on smoothies and salads because it's the summertime. Um, so I love, I love me a good smoothie. That's like one of my staple, uh, food, you know, every day smoothies. <laughs> so, I like smoothies too. My Nutribullet yeah. is one of my favorite like gifts I've ever received. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, what's your favorite movie? Oh, good question. I mean, I really, I'm a stickler for romantic movies. So, like, the two that are coming to my mind right now, like, Titanic is, like, a timeless, like, <laughs> fun. Nice. I, I can't not say. Uh, Serendipity is also one of my favorite Ooh, movies. That's a good one. I, I would pick Serendipity over Titanic, but it's just because, <laughs> like, how often do you have three and a half hours to watch a boat sink, you know? I, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, do you believe in an afterlife? Yes, I do. A hundred percent. I think that, uh, there is so much more going on that we can see or perceive, you know, with our five senses. And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely believe in, in there's something going on for sure. Like this is not the end. <laughs> I think one of the great, um, reliefs that I've uncovered on this podcast is this is going to be somewhere in my mid eighties episodes and I'm batting like 90% on people who believe there's something beyond this physical normal world. And that's like kind of nice. It's very like, okay, doesn't matter. We can like, you know, live a carefree easier, like live life a little bit easier. There's something else out there when we're gone. And uh, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, the soul is, I believe eternal. I think that, you know, energy can't be created nor destroyed. It just changes form. And, um, you know, I, I definitely believe that consciousness doesn't age, you know, the physical body obviously ages and, and, you know, we're not leaving with the physical body, but I think the soul is, um, you know, able to travel and access different realms and dimensions. I mean, even when we're sleeping and stuff like that, it's like, we go to these kind of alternate <laughs> realities I love that. I don't, 
confidence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. What gives you confidence? Helping others. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, what's the best piece of advice someone's ever given you? Oh my gosh. So many different things. Um, recently, recently the, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I've gotten was that fear, it was kind of just more of like a mindset shift around fear. And she told me like fear is really just when you're, you've reached the end of your known world. So you're like on the edge of expansion. And I was like, Oh, like, that's really cool to kind of look at it in that way. Instead of like, Oh gosh, I wish this would go away. It's like, no, like lean into it and just see, you know, like see what happens. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's, that's good. Pretty cool. Um, what is, yeah, that's kind of, what is your best piece of advice for someone that's hearing you on this podcast for the first time? I would say to to trust yourself and trust the woman that you're becoming or the man that you're becoming and to start to trust your intuition, like that inner knowing within you, because that is really where all of your answers lie. Like that little voice inside of you that, you know, immediately will start to try to reason away with our thinking mind of why this couldn't happen or why you can't do this or why this shouldn't be. But if you can start to access that inner wisdom that lives in your body and trust that and start to follow that, like that's really when the magic started to happen for me. So, I mean, that would be one piece of advice that I'd leave with, with the audience. That's awesome. Uh, my last question is, uh, give me a recommendation for something that you've recently consumed. It could be a book, a movie, a podcast, TV show, just something that you've enjoyed lately that you think everyone should check out. I'm currently reading Psycho-Cybernetics right now. I don't know if you've heard of that book. I have, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really powerful, like all about the subconscious mind and, and improving your self-concept, um, you know, all these kind of basic manifestation tools and you know, just kind of coming into that awareness and in your personal power and, and, you know, and it also talked about, which I thought was really awesome and, and interesting was, you know, he was like, our self-concept comes from like interacting with other people and realizing like, we're all kind of, you know, children of like this creator and like, who are you to tell yourself that you're not good enough, right? When you were actually created like in the image of your creator and, you know, so the God doesn't make any mistakes. And, you know, it was just kind of like a really powerful lesson because I think a lot of the times, like we can start to kind of like beat ourselves up for our little imperfections and, and our, you know, our shortcomings. And it's, it's helpful to remember that like nothing happens by mistake. Like you are the way that you are for a very specific purpose and reason. And just because the world doesn't embrace, you know, uniqueness and creativity doesn't mean that you know you don't have a very specific plan you know and purpose that you're here to carry out so um yeah it's a really interesting book i love that i also think it's it's important if someone's listening to this and it's like a lot at times it's very easy to say like that we all have a plan and a purpose for ourselves it takes work to figure out what that purpose is right it's not something that you're going to uncover like one day right it's going to come to you over time and like just have a willingness and an openness about your life to be able to let things come to you and good yeah. things will happen um yeah. 
My recommendation is a bit of a cop-out. I just want someone who's listening to this episode today to go out and try something new, whether it's food or a workout, a fucking photography class, a paint class, just something cool and new that you haven't done before. Go out and do something life short and uh, make the most of your time. Steph, uh, man, this uh, completely exceeded all the expectations that I had for this conversation. I'm just so wildly impressed with like the human being that you've become. And I just love this journey for you. And I am incredibly appreciative of the time that you gave me today to be on this podcast. I have an extremely cheesy line. If you've been on my podcast, you're part of my family. Um, so thank you so much for your time today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you, John, for having me. So, uh, like just amazed to hear about all the things you've been doing since GDS, your <laughs> business and this podcast. I mean, it sounds like you're doing big things over there and I'm, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you so much, Steph. Have a great yeah. rest of your day. You too. Take care.